Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategies. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Here we go. Well, it wasn't intentional, but podcast number 50, the number 50 is going to be symbolic or utilized throughout this podcast today in talking about the future price target of where I think and others think that Bitcoin is going to go. You see, a lot of folks think that Bitcoin is going to hit by the end of this year, 2021, 100,000. I'm not quite so sure of that. I do think that it will hit it next year, almost undoubtedly. The other day, somebody said, Bitcoin is going to 100K. And I said, kind of sarcastically, uh, you know, surprisingly, I said something sarcastic. Stop being such a Debbie Downer. Stop being so bearish. And, you know, while I do believe that Bitcoin is going to 100,000, I believe that it's going to go much, much higher in the long run like five times higher than that. Bitcoin is going to go to $500,000 per coin. It seems absolutely crazy, but let's talk about it again. So the rationale, you know, is very simple. Bitcoin in its most fundamental form is the digital version of gold. The gold market is right now an $11 trillion market. If Bitcoin gets that big, you're talking about an $11 trillion market on 21 million tokens. And remember, with Bitcoin, there will never be written into its code produced more than 21 million tokens. In fact, a lot of those several million have been lost um, and will never be recovered again, which that implies a price per token of around $500,000. Of course, you know, that kind of math rests on the huge assumption that Bitcoin is indeed the digital version of gold. But it looks like that could already be the case. So long story short, as inflation expectations rise, you know, investors typically, when this happens, they sell their bonds and then the the 10-year treasury yield rises too. They're doing this to protect against that inflation they'll convert over and typically buy gold as a store of value. But this year, instead of buying gold, guess what? They're buying Bitcoin. Bitcoin has become the go-to hedge against inflation in 2021, not gold. This doesn't really come as a huge surprise. Fundamentally speaking, Bitcoin is better than gold. And I laid out that on a previous podcast I don't know which episode it was. It was one of my earlier podcasts somewhere in the teens. You should check that out. The modern value of gold derives its value from scarcity, okay? Not only scarcity, but it's an indestructible form of wealth. You know how I feel about forms of wealth that are virtually indestructible. Sure, maybe once upon a time, gold was used to, you know, to trade or barter for goods and services or was used to make swords and shields, and not long ago was used in some semiconductor chips. But those days are long gone. <laughs> Today, gold is really used for absolutely nothing. Its value is in the fact that it has a limited or finite supply. 
And so therefore, it's a good store of value. But that's even more true for Bitcoin. Being that there are only 21 million Bitcoins in the world, there will never be more than that. Meanwhile, in the gold market, you know, more gold mining efforts can always be put online to increase supply as the demand increases. So in other words, Bitcoin has more scarcity than gold and therefore isn't just the digital version of gold. It's a digital and superior version of gold. Meanwhile, Bitcoin being digital while gold is physical and the whole world is pivoting towards digitization these days. Everything from media, shopping, entertainment, to communications, work, and health are digital. I do a tele, they call it a telehealth visit with my doctor. I don't even have to go sit in the weight room for an hour and all of that. I just hop on right from my home computer and it's just as good as going to the office everything is converting over to digital. In that world that's developing, money will inevitably become digital too. Of course, that's already happening. Look at Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. All these digital money apps are soaring in usage right now while the volume of cash transactions is plummeting. So therefore, Bitcoin is gold made for the modern world. You can't send gold through a social media platform or streaming service or use it to buy goods online, but you can use Bitcoin for that. So to that extent, it's easy to see why folks are gonna ditch their physical store of value gold for a digital store of value Bitcoin, and why the Bitcoin market will become as big as, and I think bigger than, the physical gold market. This is actually already happening. And that means Bitcoin prices will trend toward $500,000 long-term. How long will it's gonna take to get there? <laughs> I have no idea, no one really knows. The best guess is probably about 10 years away. And if so, you're talking about an asset that will increase 10x in value in 10 years. That's a pretty amazing return. But the numbers back it up. So since the start of the year, Bitcoin is up 86%. Gold, meanwhile, is down 6.9%. Over that time, more than 10 billion has flowed out of gold ETFs, and more than 20 billion has flowed into Bitcoin funds. And here's the kicker. We can expect that gap to grow as baby boomers retire and millennials take center stage. So my favorite guy, you know who it is, Tika Tawari of the Palm Beach Group. I love this guy. He just never seems to ever be wrong. He says this, millennials have grown up with digital assets their whole lives. So Bitcoin makes a lot of sense to them. I speak to a lot of young people who are independently wealthy. There were tens of millions of dollars through either private businesses, crypto, or a combination of the two. For them, crypto is a core holding. When I ask if they're adding gold to their portfolios, they say, oh no, I'm buying Bitcoin. That's the way I sidestep what's going on in the rest of the traditional fiat currency world. Remember, fiat currency is government-produced dollars that can be produced out of thin air. In fact, our government has produced trillions of dollars over the last year and a half, which has absolutely devalued the dollars that are you're holding. You're not able to buy as much goods and services that the more the government continues to produce more dollars. So this millennial effect shows up in the numbers too. There's a very popular research firm called Edelman found that about one in four millennials who earn at least $100,000 in individual or joint income owns cryptocurrencies and another roughly one in three expressed interest in using them. That's a big deal when you consider that millennials are the largest generation demographic in America, and they're set to inherit, you guys get this, I had no idea about this, 
they're set to inherit $68 trillion of their parents' wealth. Well, who's that coming from? The baby boomers who hold, as of right now, the majority of the wealth in America, something like 60, 70% of all the wealth is in the hands of the boomers. And I think that's gone up even more as assets, stocks, and real estate have gone up huge over the past 18 months. Well, who holds most of those assets? Yeah, that's right. The baby boomers. So if the millennials put even a fraction of that wealth that they're inheriting from their parents into crypto, that'll send demand soaring even higher. Now, that doesn't mean you should rush out and sell your gold and or not buy physical gold. I still think having physical gold is a smart thing. I had a gentleman on my podcast, Michael, catch that podcast somewhere in the episode 30s. And we talk about you know what's happening with precious metals. I think that you still want to keep a portion of your portfolio in gold, maybe about 1%. You could have up to about 10% in Bitcoin. Me personally, I have about 10% of my total assets in all cryptocurrency, not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin is around, I want to say maybe 10 to 20% of my total crypto portfolio. But you know, precisely how you allocate between the two is up to you. Some people prefer more gold. What's important is that you don't stick with only gold and ignore Bitcoin altogether. If you believe our case that Bitcoin serves the same function as gold, but with higher upside, it would be absolutely crazy not to own some. And you don't even have to fork out for one whole Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of one in whatever dollar amount suits you. So just make sure you don't allocate too much of it to your portfolio. Hold for the long run. Once you buy your Bitcoin, don't ever sell it. No matter what happens, it could drop 80% in value overnight. Do not sell that fucking Bitcoin. Hold on to it with a death-like grip. And prepare for plenty of volatility along the way. It is absolutely going to be a roller coaster ride in the crypto markets that you can absolutely bank on. Just buy it, set it aside, don't check it daily. Your life will be better. My life is happier when I'm not checking my crypto account. Whether it goes up or down, I know I'm not selling it. So I know that I'm holding it for the next several years. Unless the research team that I work with strongly suggest taking some money off the table, but I really highly doubt there'll ever be a time where I liquidate my entire crypto portfolio. This is a long-term, long-run asset that can really move the needle on your family's net worth and your future wealth for your family line, multi-generational wealth can be created right now by owning even a fraction of Bitcoin. You guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Indestructible Wealth. Here we go. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.